Hello, and welcome to Danley and Friends. I'm your host, Ryan Danley. On this podcast, I seek to spread joy by connecting you with my friends and other people who are doing positive things in their community and in the world at large. I also seek to spread connection through encouraging open dialogue, having difficult conversations, and exploring new ideas and concepts. By the time you guys hear this, it'll be Valentine's Day, or a little bit after. And so, my wife and I wanted to do something special. We have a game called We're Not Really Strangers, which involves asking each other a series of questions. And so we chose a couple questions from the deck to ask each other. It was a fun, lighthearted exercise, and of course, I always enjoy talking to my wife. I hope you guys enjoy, and we hope you had a wonderful Valentine's Day. Much love. Welcome to a special episode of Danley and Friends Valentine's Day edition. I've got my Valentine with me, my wife, Kelsey. And so we figured on this episode, we would let you into who we are a little bit and share some of our story. And where's the best place to start when you're sharing your story but the beginning, right? And so it all started back in college. We both went to Butler University and we knew kind of of each other through mutual friends. I'll put it that way. And uh, one night we were at a party at a fraternity uh, called Phi Psi, or no, it's Phi Delt actually, right? Yeah. yeah, we were at Phi Delt and we were hanging out and well, with different people. And you know how you're at a party and you see someone like giving you the eye from across the room? Like, it's like, oh, they keep looking over here. Like, you know, I'm looking over there too. So I'm like, all right, like, get up my courage. I'm like, gonna go over there and see if she wants to dance. And so, Start walking up to her and she does this little like flirty spin move thing and like danced away from me and just didn't talk to me. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> but no, I was just so curious because like, you know, just that connection that was there. It was just like, hmm, I-, I thought something was there. And then that happened. What's that about? And so I had to figure out. And so uh, I hit you up on Facebook and I was like, hey, like. What's up? And I think I asked you to hang out, right? Yeah, I think so. I think you maybe like asked about getting food or something. I don't remember what like the exact first message was. Yeah, I don't remember what the first message was, but I'd asked you to hang out. And then anyhow, we settled on watching a movie together. And we were supposed to go see role models. And someone said that they couldn't go because their roommate was sick. Tell me a little bit more about that. What was that about? Like, because your roommate was sick, so you had to take care of her, or you were like, you know, afraid to pass on the contagions to me, or you were using it as a convenient excuse to not hang out. Which one was it? I don't think it was like a convenient way to not hang out. I was just, you know, wanted to be there for my friend. She wasn't feeling well. (laughs) You know, I was still trying to figure out more about you i didn't know too much about you at the time but you're pretty um you're pretty sour about role models yeah i actually didn't watch that movie for a number of years because we were supposed to go see it and she (laughs) stood me up and i was like nope and then uh we eventually went to dinner right like maggiano's or something yes and we went to go see uh, christmas carol and 3d yep 
which like mm -hmm. thinking back, like a, a quiet movie and a fancy dinner where you can't really eat is quite possibly the worst first date of all time. <laughs> I would never do that these days. It's so uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. But uh, somehow, what, 10 years later, 11 years later, here we are. So what happened after that, though? How did you ask me to be your girlfriend, though? What about that story? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I went to Vegas and got a girlfriend. Yeah, you went to Vegas and got a girlfriend. And I wasn't there. You sent me a text message and said it'd be easier if you could call me your girlfriend. Yeah, it was, I mean, it'd just be easier. Instead of being like, oh, like this girl I've been like talking to, like hanging out with, like seeing, you know, whatever. Yeah, that's my girlfriend. So it's just easier, you know? <laughs> and that's how I asked you to be my wife, too. I mean, it worked out for you. Yeah. Worked out. So glad you you went for it. I'm still glad I went for it. Is that the cat? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I'm glad we went for it. I think, you know, overall we we've been like thirty different people since we've you know, been together and it's been an interesting journey of personal growth for each of us. And I think along the way, we've been supportive of each other and uh, have wanted very similar things out of life. And so I think that that's created a great alignment and a great support system for each other. So I think that that's helped us a lot. I agree. We've definitely like been, we've been together for a lot of like, kind of like the big milestone changes in your life of being in college and going out to bars and starting first jobs and figuring out what it's like to have full-time jobs and internships and, and moving. And I don't know, there's been lots of different, a lot of big different like life events and then just like personality kind of navigations to do during those times. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, even like losses and things like that, like, you know, family members and uh, yeah. births of new ones. And like, it's been so many different changes. Lots of both of those. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of both of those. So in the spirit of Valentine's Day, we figured that we could play a little game and ask each other some questions. And I am a little bit more traditional in the sense that I like ladies to go first. So, <laughs> all right. So I'm going to ask you and then you're going to answer. And then will I answer too? Yeah. If you want to do it that way, like we can both answer. Okay. First question. What do you think I'm most likely to splurge on? Definitely sewing stuff or plants, like a hundred percent one or the other. Uh, like it's definitely like, hey, like I went and bought some fabric because they had this awesome sale. And then I got this coupon that was like 20% off. Plus they had like this clearance bin and I went over there and I talked to the lady and she gave me this coupon that she had. And so it was supposed to be 250 bucks, but I got it for 187.93. So that, that's kind of how that, that would go. Or like uh, we started quarantine with what, three indoor plants, four indoor plants, something like that. It wasn't too many. It was less than 10. I know. And now I think we have 10 in each room in our house, maybe. 
So <laughs> I love it. Yeah, that's probably a good answer. I'll give you that one. I did put in our wedding vows too that I, I want to spend all of our money on fabric, right? That's true. Yeah, that's true. What would you splurge or what do you think I would splurge on? My first thought is good food. Good food. Good food. Yeah. I feel like even desserts are trying different places, but I'd also say like now maybe stocks. (laughs) (laughs) That's probably true. (laughs) That's a good thing though. Yeah. I don't really like buy anything though anymore. I don't, I wear the same five outfits. (laughs) I, I come in here, I get on my computer and I do things and that's like about it, you know? So what else am I going to do, but <laughs> buy stuff like that. It's going to set me up for the future. Yeah. Learning new things. Set us up for the future so we can have the compound. Yes. In the big garden, in the craft loft slash ginormous workspace. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Next question. What about me is most strange or unfamiliar to you? I have to go with like your thought process. And not that it's a bad thing because I always am very intrigued by like how you can think through like the most like complex or small ideas. And sometimes I wish I could just get into your head to see like, how that works that's like probably the most like strange point because i know that like you can go into just such deep thought of i don't know anything and i just wish i could be like along for the ride in your head sometimes so it's a wild place up here i tell you what but i imagined uh most people feel the same way though you know you're like the main character in your own story and it's like such a weird way to experience like like interaction. It's just like, you know, everyone is having such a vivid life experience, just like I'm having a vivid life experience. Yet what we think about could be so drastically different. Because like say for instance, like a house painter probably looks at the walls in our house and it's like, oh, I should patch that hole or oh I should smooth that. And he's like, you know, preoccupied with these things that are top of mind for him. An electrician might look around and be like, oh, they should really change that outlet or, you know, like different things like that, that we just don't really think about. So it's, I don't know. It's interesting. What do I think is the most strange or unfamiliar about you? Hmm. That's a good question. I don't know. I'd probably say like the same thing. I'd say like your thought process, because I think you have like a very empathetic thought process. And you think about how your decisions and like what you do impact everyone involved. And I think that that's a unique skill set because people don't often consider others. And I think to not do so is losing a huge perspective. And I think I've actually learned from you in that regard because I used to be very like mechanistic at work and be like, oh yeah, the payroll guy is supposed to pay money out. Like, I don't have time for your family and your woes and your, you know, your everything like that. And not that I was like completely heartless, but it was just like, man, like, 
<laughs> it was very transactional because I think I just like hated work and stuff like that. But, you know, I think now when you consider that there's a, a human being on the other side of every exchange that you have, it makes you just like calm down a little bit, I think, and approach things a little bit differently. So I admire that about you. I think you, you're, you've always had a keen sense of what others are feeling. And I think that that's uh, important. And I think it's beautiful. Thanks. I think that's pretty cool. And I think I've always looked at it as like treating people how you would want to be treated. And I think in the case of, you know, your work situation, it's not that you don't care about the other person, but it's just that in that moment, you're in like work mode. Exactly. Like you're in that like work mode of like, I'm here, I'm doing my job. And like, this is who I'm showing up to be in that moment. And I've realized of just like building relationships with people too, of just like checking in on them of if you see that they're like rushing around really fast. Cause I know that I would, I think I was given those experiences when I started working of like having those people in my life that would kind of like check in with me or notice that they have other things going on in their life too, just like humanizing people. Humanizing people, I think, is absolutely key. Um, I think you can actually get more stuff done that way, even though you have to kind of slow down initially. It's kind of like you go smooth to go fast, you know? Like it's a, a much less resistant experience when you're able to connect with people and understand their motivations and you guys can help each other achieve your goals together, you know? I think it's. Some some beauty in that. Sure. All right, you ready for the next question? Ready for the next one. What is something you wouldn't want to change about yourself? What's something I wouldn't want to change about myself? I don't know. I think a lot of the experiences I've had, even though some have been like crazy or like sad or traumatic or, you know, like even this experience like people i'm probably sure like yo if you could have gone without getting a spinal cord injury i'm sure you would want to go without getting a spinal cord injury like fucking 100 like everyone would say that but having gone through it i think i've grown in a way that couldn't have been replicated without a trauma of this magnitude and so that growth um i think for me has been priceless and so i don't think that I would trade this experience. I just hope that it ends favorably uh, and that I find something to bring me joy in each day. I think that is the exact answer that I would give back to this. But yeah, it's like, Everything that's happened to you up until this point has made you exactly who you are and deciding like which parts of those like experiences you want to carry on with you and like how you, I don't know, it's almost like testing yourself as well of like showing yourself what you're capable of in, in those hard moments and like what can you learn from those moments and and take with you because there's going to be more of them too in life, you know, but I agree that 
I feel like if someone asked me that question, it would definitely, you would think be that I would hope that this hadn't have happened, but we want to be who we are today and like who we are in our relationship um, without this experience. I mean, we've been together for 10 plus years now. And through that, we had a lot of just, you know, relationships, experiences before even getting to, you know, going through this trauma together of working through different things or having to communicate with each other. But now it's like communication on such a different level, but it's like, like it kind of forced us to have to go that deep at probably an earlier time than we maybe would have. And some people never do. Yeah. And allowed us the time to do so. I think, you know, we've talked about that a little before, but I think just uh, being able to spend so much time with each other while I was on leave is an experience that most people don't get. If you think about how much of your day is dedicated to work, you know, mm-hmm. we've just been routine. Yeah. And we have, you know, even with us being together for 10 plus years, we've probably spent more overall time together in this last two years, not being away from each other at night at all. So it's, it's been really good though too. You're all right to hang out with. <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. I'd say the same thing. I'm glad the feeling's mutual. So I think that's a good segue into the next question, which is how are you really? Really? Um, I'm happier than I expected to be. I don't know. Just overall, like life's hectic. There's a lot going on. There's lots of changes. But at the end of the day, I'm so grateful for so much right now. But there's also the part of me that's worn out from being at home a lot and, you know, itching for, you know, having some more interactions outside the household. But I've also really valued what's all came out of this time. So I keep, I mean, I would say overall, I'm, I'm good. I'm really well and I'm happy and there's hard days and they come and go and they still come and they'll still come, but they'll still go as well. I don't know if that makes any sense. Yeah. It's always going to be like that. And once you realize that tough times are inevitable, it's a little bit easier to get through them because you're like, okay, I'm here. But just like, you know, this popped up out of nowhere. So is happiness going to in a little bit. So it's just like, hold on. Cause it's mm-hmm. happiness is also pretty much inevitable. As long as you you know, set yourself up for it. I think like, I think it takes work and it's tough to, it's tough to blame yourself for your problems. You know, it really is. It's tough to be like, man, I am the cause of, you know, the majority of my problems. Like some things are out of your control, but once you can admit to yourself that, Hey, I have a factor in this in the ways of how I think and how I approach things. then there's a lot of power that comes from that, I think. And I think that's like what you've gained, you know, and what you've realized is, 
that you can yeah. make your days and stuff how you want them to be. Like there's still choice that comes with it. Like you still have to, like I used to see people that let's say I thought like had it all together. And I thought that if you had it all together, like there was no existence of having those doubtful thoughts, like you had conquered them and they like no longer came to. And I'm realizing that everybody still has those thoughts that come up, but it's how you respond to them. How do you respond to yourself in those moments of like, do you give into the fear or do you tell yourself that like you do have it or I don't know, you just have to wake up and have that determination of like still wanting it to be a good day. Like I don't wake up every day and it's just like wonderful, but like you can turn your day and like figure out, okay, these are my have tos and how can I, I do some just because in there too. Yeah. I think finding the time for the just because, and even if it's like carving a couple minutes out for it, like I think you've made a great morning routine and it's something that I want to work on. And I've got a decent one, but I think with the adjustment with work and everything like that, it's been a process I need to fine tune. And so, yeah, I think that's cool. Okay, next up. What title would you give this chapter in your life? Oh, that's a good one. What title would I give this chapter in my life? I'd say discovery or learning. Something in that spirit, because I believe I'm learning a lot about myself and learning a lot about the world. I'm learning what I want to do and who I want to be. I'm learning a lot about you. I'm learning a lot about people in my family that I'm close to. So I'd say I'd say learning or discovery. How about you? What would you call this chapter? The first one that comes to mind for me is reconnecting. Kind of along the same lines of learning, but I also feel like I'm reconnecting with like my authentic self that I've like shied away from over the years of just like reconnecting of just like being free to be goofy and um just like show up as as myself more and reconnect with like the childhood just like creativity and imagination that I had as a child and like exploring that again and just having that free mindset of no limitations and not caring what people people are thinking and I think that's kind of how I see this chapter it's a very tough thing to break away from the change of other people's opinions and you know be like hey I'm I'm going to dance. Fuck it. Yeah. I'm in the store. I'm just doing this little dance move, holding this pineapple, mm-hmm. you know, or like something like that. It's just, I'm, you know, but I've actually very much enjoyed seeing this more authentic you. I feel like it's been a release of like tension or something. Cause I think you have to, you know, show up as a different person at work. You have to show up, you know, amongst 
your friends, you're trying to figure out like who you are in society and like it's awkward. And it's almost like Plinko. You go boop, boop, and you're like going back and forth. And then I feel like getting into the point where it's like, ah, I'm finally settled in who I am. I'm comfortable with that. And so it's allowed you this freedom and this confidence and this comfort that comes with those positive feelings about yourself. Mm-hmm. So I like that. I like not to say that like there are so many people that no one like matters because everybody has like I believe everybody has their true self to show here and there is like their own beauty and creativity in that and I used to just get so caught up that you know everybody was caring about the things that I was wearing or said or whatever and you realize that everybody else has 300 different things going on in their head as well of what they're worried about or thinking what other people are caring about and you realize just like truly how many people there are in the world like why not just be more of yourself and it is hard to show up like that and it's hard in different scenarios or different situations or different days or yeah yeah it really is but when you show up more as yourself you're just way more comfortable you're way more confident and i think that there's a way to do it skillfully and artfully and with respect to others like you don't have to be disrespectful like when you disagree with someone or uh, don't hold the same opinion and you can share that with them and say hey uh help me understand where you're coming from a little bit more because this is how i see it or uh, you know, that's just not <laughs> how I feel about it. And here's how I feel. And so mm-hmm. I think you can show up as yourself and not have to just say yes to go along and not have to compromise and stuff like that uh, and still feel good about it, you know? Mm-hmm. What's been your happiest memory this past year? We're just talking about how tough this year is how wild it is for some people the cabin fever thing going on we're about to get a fucking blizzard (laughs) (laughs) any moment yeah man my my favorite memory from last year has got to be like our gardening experience that's something i did not think was going to be on my list of things that i would be like all about but (laughs) From my a couple tomato plants the previous summer to like our full blown like porch garden, I think was like one of the things that like got me through quarantine. And it was just like a cool experience to not only and frustrating at times, but to learn how to water everything properly and care for everything properly and kind of getting in the routine of having that to go look at every morning, I felt like it connected us a lot of like, you've got to get outside, you've got to see this. Um, So I'm really looking forward to that this coming year, but also like has been one of my biggest like takeaways from this last summer, because it also provided us an atmosphere to socially distance seeing some of the friends that we could see um, during this time. And I just really enjoyed getting to like see the seasons change outside with the garden too dude i hate to keep like being like same same but i I think that was my favorite one too and 
I just learned so much from the garden and from watching nature that it's just an invaluable experience to me. Uh, I got to watch how bugs would fly around the flowers and birds would dive over the porch really quickly and catch the bugs. I got to see how the different birds approached our bird feeder and how their legs were designed different ways and how they interacted. I got to see, you know, some days the squirrels came and the birds didn't come. We got to watch things grow. And I got real curious about light because like, what is light? You know, like what is light? And uh, yeah, when you look into that one, it'll trip you out a little bit. So uh, have fun with that. I'm halfway through Secret of Light. It's a great book and I'm going to have to read it 12 more times mm-hmm. <laughs> in order to understand what's really going on there. We can't forget about the garden basil too, because that was amazing. Mm. Give me all the homemade pesto. Looking forward to that. We got to just like cook with ingredients that came from our porch. That was cool. That was a lot of fun. And just like, you know, trying the different recipes and stuff. I felt like we were like homesteading, <laughs> you know, like getting ready for the compound that we want to have, but you know, not quite yep. there yet. Coming soon. Okay. This is the last one I have for you. Okay. What do you admire most about me? Oh, dude, that one's easy. It's your resilience. And uh, I now being back at work full time, ask myself multiple times a day, how the fuck? Did she do this? Like you going to work while dealing with the fact that I had a spinal cord injury and caring for me in the process while we were going to therapy, we we're going to doctor's appointments, we were waking up early, we we're going to bed late and like keeping your shit together that whole time. I it's I think you're a superhero <laughs> and I don't know how you do it. And I think that you're quite possibly the most resilient person in the world. And uh that's something I admire about you. Like you, you'll get the job done no matter what's going on, no matter uh, what it takes. And you'll be very uh, easy to get along with in the process, which isn't always the case for people. Like some people will be angry or mean and, you know, moody and stuff like that. And that's not to say that like, you know, both of us are moody just because that's being a person. But it's not at a level that impacts us negatively. It's it's at a level that's like, okay, yeah, this this is very understandable. <laughs> you know, like why it's the day's not going well or something like that. So uh that's what I admire most about you, I think. Thank you. That was a good Valentine's Day gift. <laughs> that's what's well, up. I appreciate I appreciate that a lot. It's like always just think of like so what now what and just trying to just figure out what we need to do and i don't know i don't know how i do some days either but we're here i don't know how the fuck you do it dude it's nuts and you got a promotion like that's like you got promoted it's not only like you hung on it's like you did an exceptional (laughs) job uh you know despite everything that was going on so i think that's very much a testament to your character and so yeah it's Mind blowing to me. I had a pretty good supporter that lives with me too. So 
Cats are good, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, they're, <laughs> they're just so supportive. The cats are the best. <laughs> and so uh, I would say the the thing that I admire about you the most is just your ability to have a conversation with anybody. Like you know no stranger and can like not only just like talk to people, but like truly like care about about them even though like you talk about like being in the work mode of of like you know just like going to somebody for something i've always seen you as somebody that has had a relationship with whoever you meet if it's anybody that we even interact with going out to dinner or walking by in the parking garage like you're always just so kind to everybody that we interact with and will remember you know, details of when you meet them the next time of like making sure that you check in on a job promotion they got or their new kid or they moved. Um, it really shows that you care about them. And I think that like, I've just always really admired that about you. Just like, I don't know, making other people feel special and wanting to get to know them and like, just actually seeking to get to know people and not just talking to them to talk to them about the weather. <laughs> That's what's up. Uh, it means a lot to me. I do. I'm just like genuinely curious about people that I find interesting. And I find a lot of people interesting because I think everyone's so unique in their own way. And I've found that I learn a lot from talking to people and their experiences and stuff. And I just want people to feel appreciated. Like, you know, some people just don't have many people talk to them or, or they just don't think that they're noteworthy for some reason. Or I'm like, think about the stuff you've done. It's, it's cool. Like, I don't know. Most people have something cool about them and I just want to find out what it is. So that's what's up. And I think we've, met some really cool people along the way that like fall into that category of people we probably maybe want to have had an interaction with but you took the time to reach out and we've made some really cool relationships because of it yeah and i think it's just like it's made me so tolerant of people i think not that i'm like up on my high horse like oh i'm the most tolerant person in the world uh, you know there's i don't know but knowing so many different kinds of people. Like I worked in factories in the middle of nowhere and hung out with people that hunted and fished and that's all they did. Like, you know, every weekend, that's like what they would do. Um, I know people from big cities. I know people from the hood. I know people from, I don't know, fucking everywhere. Like Middle Eastern people. And it shows me that most people are good people. And I think that's why I seek to find the good in people or something. I don't know. I think there's always good to be found. Agreed. This is an interesting one. What do you think our most important similarity is? Being able to have a sense of humor, I would say. I think that's like kept us going a lot of us being able to like just like joke about some things or like go along with each other's jokes. Is something I like about us. Um, not saying that like I'm always on board. If 
sometimes I'm like, okay, I'm just not in that joking mood. (laughs) 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 But I think that's like, I mean, even just like in the hospital and through therapy, like some of the days that just like being able to like crack a small joke or like our inside stories and like just being, um, I don't know. I just feel like we connect a lot with that. Yeah, for sure. I think being able to find a laugh and these scenarios that are just like absolutely wild and it's like absolutely trippy are just, it's just good. It's, I mean, fuck it. I'll tell the story um, about the one time we were in the game room and uh, <laughs> me and Kelsey were hanging out and we were playing some games and we actually just had some family there that day, I think. And so it was, it kind of been, like a long day and we're like all right let's just like hang out and then we'll go back to bed soon and i'm sitting there and you know i had to fart so i thought and uh i farted and i was like all right and that's not really a good smell <laughs> and we were kind of sitting there and i was like man that fucking smells terrible like we should probably leave like we i don't want people to know that it's just us in here. They're going to know that it was one of us that farted and they're not going to think that it was my cute little wife. They're going to be like, it was that guy. And so <laughs> I'm like, let's get out of here. And so <laughs> we head back to the room and uh, we're about to get me in bed. And we're like, oh, man, that smells so terrible. And oh, man, it was a little bit more than a fart. And uh, when I say a little bit, I actually mean by a long mile. <laughs> and uh, we'd been listening to stand-up comedy and there is an aziz ansari joke where he says cheese was everywhere and let me tell you people cheese was everywhere (laughs) (laughs) and so now our code word for pooping is cheesing it's cheesing yep you ready to cheese you ready to cheese yeah and so that's uh a little inside joke and a way inside that we joke. turn shitty things into cheesy things. Cheesy. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good hook on there. That's great. What do you think our most important similarity is? I'd say our upbringing in a weird way. Uh, I think we both had mothers who were very impactful in our lives and uh you know raised us and all that and so i think we had a lot of similar experiences even though our worlds were you know a little bit different um even down to like you weren't an only child but you were younger than your sisters by eight and ten years and so (laughs) you were you know really young it was almost like you were an only child Um, and I was an only child. And so I think, you know, that yields a lot of similarities. So I'd say that. I think it allows us to relate to each other. I would agree with that. Like, even though we grew up in different places and a lot of different ways, there were still a lot of similarities with it. And I feel like we've both like worked really hard for like where we're at too and have just been like really good supporters of each other and being there for each other 
even if it's going for different things, just being there to support each other. Because I feel like we were given given that growing up too. For sure, for sure. I think you know we didn't come from the the household with golden toilets and uh, built-in vacuum cleaners in the in the cabinets and stuff like that. So you know, I think that yielded a certain amount of grit that we both share that's made us want more and you know pursue more together and support each other in the, in that process and in those endeavors i think i've always like been a person of like having multiple jobs <laughs> <laughs> you've had like 20 jobs since we've met you were like a lifeguard you were uh you worked for ihsa you worked for I don't know, like 50 different places. You babysat. I just remember in high school, I remember I was like babysitting, tutoring math, lifeguarding, <laughs> something else. So it's like where our um, our business drive comes from a little bit. Yep. <laughs> the final question that I've got is how do our personalities complement each other? And so I'd say that's different than similarities. I'd say complement is like, you know, fit each other, like puzzles. I say that we fit each other in the fact that I'm, I think I would say I'm the more like detail oriented of us. And you're more of the like big thinker. And I think that those complement us well because we can talk about ideas and then finding different ways to like execute them. Yeah. And I don't know. And then I'm really good at board games. So we're always good partners. <laughs> you kick so my that ass at board games. <laughs> <laughs> every game, every game. I, man. Yeah. We get new games and I don't know. You just pick them up so quickly. And I try so hard and I consider myself a smart person, uh, but it's tough to beat you in a game. And I get very excited when I do. <laughs> I think you're right. You're definitely the more like numbers focused, uh, detail focused. I think in that middle area is where we overlap a lot. But like sometimes you have to like bring me down to like practicality. And sometimes I have to like pluck you out of the weeds you know, mm-hmm. so I think it's nice, and it works well, and I think it's yielding some cool, cool things in our lives. So too, I love just being creative with you, whatever that looks like for us on the day. Um, I think that's just like a cool similarity of just like creativity and our different forms of. If it's with music or cloth or plants or, you know, what be it. Yeah. Um, ice dye. Ohio drip, baby. I can't wait until we drip again. I'm looking forward to it. These butler shirts are going to be sick. They're so good. I need to warm up a little bit. Yeah. It's been cold, but it looks like we're going to get uh, some good snow that we can use to do some snow dye. Let's do it. Yeah, we got to put the the heater in the garage and get it going. That we do. Cool. Well, 
One final question. I lied to you, actually. I do have one more question. If you had a message for all the Valentines out there in the world, all the, you know, the single people and the non-single people, what message would you give about love? I would give the message of not sweating the small stuff and just enjoying love and knowing that it comes in like all different sizes and shapes and it doesn't have to look the same way for everybody. And, you know, love moments are the moments of getting pizza takeout and eating it together in the car. And it's also the fun vacations, but it's also the the goofy trips to the grocery and knowing that those like special moments don't have to be something that's, you know, what everyone describes as that and defining love for, for you and what feels good for you and just spread some love. Spread some love. Well, I love you and I love that message. I love you too. Thanks for spending Valentine's with me. Now let's go do some Valentine's things. Bye, people. Goodbye. <laughs> okay, bye.